It's the final episode in our latest series, Serious About Saving. And every series we've done so far, today's episode is going to summarise what we've spoken about on the show throughout the last 9 to 10 weeks. We're going to talk about some of the key takeaways from the series and more generally the most important things you need to remember when it comes to saving. Take from this what you will, but thank you to everyone who has listened and supported this latest series and continues to support the show so far. We're really, really grateful and we can't wait to bring you even more content on a weekly basis. So sit back and enjoy the final episode of Series 4. MoneyEd is an education platform for young adults who want to better understand personal finance and gain greater confidence in managing their money. Each week we'll address the important topics within personal finance that really matter to you in an informative yet easy to listen to approach. The best way to improve your personal finance is through education and we want to provide a place where you can learn outside of the classroom, office or lecture hall. So what is going on guys? Welcome back to another Money Ed podcast. This is episode nine of the Serious About Saving series and it is the final episode in this series where we've discussed everything to do with saving. Hope you guys all had a really, really good week. It's been an interesting one for me because I've spent it all, you know, self-isolating, having come back from France. So haven't left the house um, and it's been, you know, quite dull, but getting on with it. Luckily, I work from home, so not, that hasn't been an issue for work, but, um, you know, it's been all right. I also passed an exam last on Thursday, so literally just a few days ago, and that basically is me on my way to becoming a financial planner. So I'm sitting, hopefully, over the next kind of 18 months, these six exams, which will eventually qualify me as a financial planner. Um, and yeah, I was really happy to do that because it was originally cancelled during lockdown. So I'm really happy to just have get it done. And it's quite a big weight off my shoulders. And I can move to the next one. Um, and I don't think I've actually shared that before. Kind of that's kind of where I, my line of work, what I want to do, you know, moving forward in my career. So yeah, it's a really good step and it's, um, it's really positive. But that's enough about me. Um, on today's show, as with you know all the final series, we're going to be doing a sum- we're going to do a summary show of you know what we've discussed over the last nine episodes. I want I want to bring you guys the key takeaways from this series and what I feel are the most important things you need to consider, you know, when thinking about saving. But before we get into that, I wanted to share with you guys and talk about last week's episode in case you missed it. I had the absolute pleasure of welcoming, welcoming my good friend Halanganiso, or H, as you listeners probably know him by now, um, and basically just talk about saving and saving through times of struggle and saving through uni and kind of what he's been doing the last few months and few years in terms of managing his saving. H had a pretty unique experience over the last few years. You know, he went to uni, he started up a social enterprise and then left uni to pursue that. And now he works for a financial services firm in the city. So it's not exactly your traditional journey someone takes through uni um, and especially through like your early early 20s. And what we discussed last week is it came with a lot of challenges. Um, so if you missed that, I really encourage you to go listen to it, especially if you feel like you're struggling or, you know, you want to listen to someone talk about, you know, similar struggles, because often it often it's quite difficult to deal with things yourself. But when you hear other people talk about them, it's actually uh, it's easier to kind of digest and understand kind of what you're going through. So have a chat, check that one out. I'll share a link in the show notes below as always. And before we get started, if you have any questions, constructive criticism, as always, guys, you know, you can get in touch by emailing us or dropping us a DM on Instagram. You know, both the links can be found in the show notes below. 
And finally, if you're feeling generous and want to help us out, we'd super appreciate you leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. The more reviews we get, you know, the higher up the charts will go and the more people will be able to see our lovely show. And as always, you know, and the whole point of this podcast, the reason I started it so many months ago now is, you know, the more people that see this show and can listen to these episodes will hopefully learn more and gain a better confidence with their money and just generally improve their personal finances. So anyway, that's all the housekeeping done. Let's get into this week's show. So first of all, what I thought I'd do is just do a quick summary of what we've spoken about over the last nine episodes. You know, as per the name, this series has been all about saving. You know, the series began with a great chat I had with uh, the personal finance coach, where we basically just addressed, you know, some of the most important parts of saving, you know, including goals, the importance of an emergency fund, and the sorts of things we should save for. And we also touched a little bit on savings vehicles. Um, it was really nice. It was a really nice start to the series because um, David, uh, who runs this account, is super knowledgeable all things personal finances and. He just broke things down really well and we were really super grateful for him to come on and listen and kind of talk to us and, you know, share his knowledge with you guys. So then episode two, that was episode one. Episode two, we spent talking about interest where we pretty much explained what it is, you know, and the importance of it. And, you know, traditionally, you know, interest on savings accounts has been a big factor for a lot of people. But the last few years, especially interest rates and especially now, interest rates have been so low. So it's been kind of... It's almost been not it's not been so much of a consideration for people when thinking about savings accounts. In that episode, we also talked about uh, the idea of compounding and explain what that was and gave you guys like a nice easy example. And it's arguably one of the most important parts about saving and equally investing, you know, in the long term. So if you're still unsure about compounding, have a listen to that episode, but also equally, you know, go online and just have a quick Google of it and you'll find a really easy kind of simple explanation of it. Episode three, we spent talking about different savings accounts. So, you know, you've got fixed savings accounts, notice savings accounts, you know, your basic ones, that sort of thing. And basically just bought you guys and showed you guys that there are actually a number of savings accounts that are beneficial given, you know, the different situations and different scenarios you might be in. Um, and often they, they come with lots of terms and conditions. So I would always say when you're checking out savings accounts, make sure you really understand what they are and what the rules are and terms and conditions. Because often... A lot of them come with kind of penalties and that sort of thing if you don't follow the rules, so to speak. So I would definitely say check that one out if you want to understand a better understanding of kind of more of the basic savings accounts. Episode four was, you know, similar to that episode three. We basically spoke all about ICEs and the different ICEs you can get. And, you know, given the, you know, the tax advantages of ICEs, um, this episode was super important for us, you know, moving forward, thinking about how we can maximize our money and maximize our savings. And if you still on again, if you're not really sure about you know why ISIS is so beneficial and the different sorts of ISIS you can get, I would definitely check out this episode. We there are we talk about the main ISIS in quite a lot of detail, um, and it's just good. It's just it's just a good understanding to have um, because you know while we're young, we might not be saving that much, but certainly in the future when you start you know trying to kind of manage your savings, manage your tax, that sort of thing, ISIS are one of the best vehicles for that. So definitely go check out that episode. Episode five, and arguably one of my most um, interesting episodes, you know, for me personally, we looked at the psychology behind saving. And I always, in, in every series, I want to look at kind of why human behavior and how human behavior influences our personal finances. And I've done it for every series so far. And, you know, this series wasn't the same. You know, we spent a good 45 minutes talking about kind of 
the different kind of psychological biases, the different kind of thoughts, the different kind of habits that people have when it comes to saving and how those, um, you know, positively or negatively impact us. And also we spoke a lot about kind of how our parents, how our family and more, more importantly, how our environment in general influences our savings um, and how that affects our savings. Because, you know, you may think you aren't easily influenced, but you'll be surprised how much of an influence, especially people like your parents have on not just your savings, but your money in general. So if you, and that was actually one of the most popular episodes this series. So clearly a lot of you kind of were interested in finding out a bit more about that. So I would definitely say if, if it's something you're interested in, definitely go have, go check that one out. Episode six, I interviewed a guy called Logan Leckie and we basically had a conversation all about FIRE, which is financial independence, retire early. And this is, it's, I find it quite an interesting movement and I've admittedly, I've been a bit skeptical of it. I've never really been sure about, you know, people committing so much, you know, this, of their kind of income to savings. Um, but we had a really good debate on it and he spoke really, really well about it. And he's, he's, he's an expert in the field. Um, and he went into kind of great detail about what it is, you know, why it's gaining so much traction and really what the real benefits are. And he certainly opened my eyes up a lot to it. As I said, I came into the, the conversation a bit skeptical, but he did kind of show me why people are, you know, kind of engaging in this fire so much. And and I think one of the most important points he got across with that episode is that, you know, you hear a lot about fire and how it's all about kind of saving loads and investing it all. But the most important part to remember is that you can be different levels of fire. You don't have to, you know, commit 60% of your income to saving and investing. You can do it based on, you know, what you what you're comfortable with and kind of what what you think is appropriate. And the, the again, like it's just it's just about, you know, utilizing your savings and managing your money well and that's kind of what the fire movement is about and it was a really good one. So again, I'm going to suggest you guys listen to every episode again, but if you if you want to find out more about FIRE, that was a really, really insightful um, episode. And I personally learned a lot, and that's why I enjoyed it so much. Episode seven was all about how COVID-19 has impacted our savings and also what we need to think about as we come out of this pandemic. And, you know, there's been a lot said about kind of the, the personal finances of the nation and how we're managing our money, that sort of thing. And I hope kind of COVID made a lot of people realize how important savings are. So I think for a lot of people, if we didn't have like a furlough scheme or whatever, if there wasn't any government support, a lot of people would have been in quite a bit of trouble. And I think there are so many statistics at the moment, you know, talking about the ability of our nation and how we save or, you know, our lack of saving. And that episode, you know, really kind of drilled into that. And we really spoke about some good ideas of how we can maybe manage our savings and improve our savings going forward and little tips based on that. Episode eight and last week's show was when I spoke to my friend Halanganiso or H. And again, I said at the start of the show, but we basically talked about saving through times of change, you know, the difficulties you can face as a young person when you're trying to save and also just kind of the honest side of it. I think, you know, the main point of that episode was just to have, you know, a real casual conversation about conversation, conversation about saving. And and that's kind of what it was. You know, I think we, we most of us realize that, especially at uni, you know, your focus isn't on saving, your focus is on having fun and your focus is on being there kind of in the moment. So, you know, when your priorities are different and when you're in that sort of situation, you just don't think about saving. You know, I'm sure that's not for everyone. I'll just say that now. I'm sure a lot of people probably may did maybe did save during uni, but we also save for different things. So for example, 
you know, year to year, you might have saved for a holiday or you might have saved for your kind of security deposit for next year, that sort of thing. But I imagine a lot of us didn't really think about, you know, our long-term savings goals, like saving for a house deposit or saving for a car, that sort of thing. So I think it's all relative, really. And that's kind of was the main takeaway from that show is that your savings and how you save and your goals are all kind of relative to the situation you're in at the moment. And that kind of comes back around to the point I always try to make is that as with everything in personal finance, it's always personal to you it's always based on your situation so no matter what everyone else is doing no matter what you read on the news about you know savings and that sort of thing just focus on what you want what you need and what you're trying to achieve from your current financial situation and then if you stick to that if you're consistent then you'll achieve it so that was a really good one so if you kind of want a more i'd say it was probably less informative more just kind of conversational sort of thing um and again, that's proven really popular. It's got a lot of uptake already. And maybe you guys pref- kind of prefer the more kind of chatty shows. I don't know. But if you do, like, let me know. Because that's, that's, you know, that's really good feedback for me. Um, but yeah, that was a really good uh, episode. And so, and that was it. And so then obviously, this is episode nine and the final one. So really, you know, each of these episodes were quite unique in their own right. And, you know, they covered topics that, you know, us at Money Ed believe are crucial to you know to understand when it comes to saving but throughout the series there are a number of you know underlying focuses that shouldn't be ignored you know underlying themes that kind of run throughout the whole kind of discussion of savings um that i personally think should never be ignored and this is you know this isn't just akin to savings this is akin to personal finance in general i think there are always some things that shouldn't be ignored and one of these things and something i've already talked about today is goals and i know i drill it into you guys a lot and i apologize for that but um you know goals give us something to look for and something to look forward to and for many people i think without that kind of end focus without you know realizing that we're saving for something um we struggle because why save for nothing, you know? I think if you have nothing to look forward to, you're definitely gonna be more likely to spend it because you have no reason to keep that money saved up. You know, you have no reason to keep that money in your account. You may as well just spend it on like, you know, living for today. And, you know, if you don't have any savings goals and that's completely fine that you can do that. And I think a lot of people do do that. I think that's why, as, as we said, when I was chatting to H last week, especially at uni, you don't really have these long-term goals to save for. So instead of just having your money, you know, sit around, you just use it, you go have fun, you buy, you buy things that make you happy. Um, I think many of us also struggle to look far into the future. I think it's quite difficult to comprehend, you know, just having money kept for something that may or may not happen, especially because there's a lot of uncertainty moving forward. Um, so I think kind of, it's difficult for especially young people to comprehend the the impact that kind of saving can have on us in the future and the benefit it can bring. But I'm hoping that, you know, if you've listened to this series throughout and you've, you know, listened to, you know, some of the episodes, it's kind of made you realise actually saving, one, doesn't have to be difficult and it is kind of, you know, it can be quite an easy and also quite an enjoyable thing. And, you know, two, kind of, it can be done by everyone and it's super beneficial um, even in the short term, if you're just saving, you know, for short term goals, that sort of thing, it can be, you know, really, really beneficial to us all. Um, 
so yeah, so you know that's kind of a quick summary of you know the, how the series has gone and what we've been speaking about and the you know, different episodes we've discussed. It was really varied, and you know I think because there's a lot to cover in savings, so that's why kind of it's been you know a particularly long series. Um, you know now you know the second part of the show we're just gonna do as always. I'm gonna do my five key takeaways from the series, and you know these are things that I think are most important to remember when thinking about saving and. Again, they're in no particular order and they're kind of, they're just my personal opinion. You can agree, you can disagree, you can don't think any of them are beneficial to saving. It's your opinion. But this is just kind of from what we've spoken about. These are the five key takeaways I think you guys should always have when thinking about saving. So for the first thing I'm going to talk about, and again, I must stress these are in no particular order. um, But the first thing I want to talk about is the idea of, you know, defeating present bias which is something we spoke about in episode five, which was the, you know, the psychology behind saving. And present bias is basically a fancy way of saying that we tend to prefer spending money now than saving it for a later date. And that's one of our biggest, I think one of the biggest things for young people when it comes to saving and the reason why we don't save as much is our inability to think far ahead and plan for the future. You know, even if even if we do set long-term plans, sometimes the human brain can just convince us otherwise and can convince us to spend things today. Even though if you want to achieve something later on or you have a goal set for, you know, five years, it's still going to, sometimes you're just going to think, oh, you know what, I'll, I'll spend the extra 20 quid or I'll spend the extra 100 pounds on this shirt or whatever. Um, that is a very expensive shirt, 100 pounds. <laughs> um, but... If we can, you know, control our brain and control kind of the way we think about saving, it can definitely start to improve our ability to save. And so essentially, as I said, present bias is the idea that we prioritize our current desires over our long-term goals. And I think given kind of the materialistic society we're in today, it's very common for people to do it. And if you're able to tackle this, you know, even if it's only a year in the future or you know, kind of six months into the future, if you're able to kind of start thinking further ahead and not just for today, then I think you will improve massively. And we spoke about it last week with H, but this is this whole idea of, you know, how we live in a society where instant gratification is a massive thing and we've grown up where we can get things so quickly and we expect things to happen instantly that it's the same with our money. You know, we want instant gratification. We want to be pleased today. So, but how can we, you know, we can't comprehend being pleased in 10 years when we move into a house. So why why bother that with that when we can just, you know, buy, you know, go on a night out and have fun and be pleased, you know, then. Um, and that's this whole idea of trying to defeat that, that kind of whole present bias thing. And, you know, the reason for this is that, you know, once you get in the habit of doing something, you know, once you're able to see the fruits of your labor right in front of you, I think you'll be more likely to carry on doing it, you know, carrying on saving. And... A really simple kind of example of this is, you know, saving, if you save five pounds a day for two weeks, uh, you're only going to save 70 pounds. I know, big up the maths there. Um, But, and look, 70 pounds over two weeks, like, is a nice amount. I think a lot of people would be happy with that. And that can get you some nice things. It could probably get you on a night out. It could probably buy you some nice clothes. I don't know. Um, But if you continue saving that five days, five pounds a day for a year, you'd end up with at the end of the year with over 1800 pounds and look if you looked into your bank account at the end of the year and saw that you had 1800 pounds lying around you would be pretty pretty happy um because you know 
it's a, it's a it's a big sum of money it's a big amount of savings but also i think you will realize that actually you personally have achieved that you know you've made that saving you've sacrificed five pounds a day which isn't actually that much it's probably like a one and a half starbucks or whatever um and you have achieved that and i think that sense of achievement is something that a lot of people enjoy when it comes to saving and achieving their goals but you know don't be disappointed or angry if you struggle to do this you know it's really common it's 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 really really common everyone i know you know struggles to save i say everyone lots of people i know struggle to save um simply because you know why the 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 argument is always why kind of why do i have to sacrifice today for tomorrow um and it's it's a complete mindset thing i think people you know they have that aha moment they realize actually okay maybe i'll start just thinking ahead and some people get that later on in life some people get that you know early on um i personally kind of i've always been a bit of a long-term thinker so i've kind of always had that mentality of you know i always kind of keep some money aside but saying that i have traditionally not been a very good saver you know what I I've, what I tried to do is basically I tried to save two pounds a day, um, every day, you know, and but what I did is I just I basically saved fourteen pounds a week, um, and even then I struggled to stick that because I'd think oh there's only kind of twenty eight pounds in my bank I'll just use that for something it doesn't matter I can I can build it up at a later date, and and that's simply because I had this idea that it could be put to a better use now um, while even though I still had this mindset of, yeah, I want to save for whatever it is. Um, I want to save so I can invest it. Um, I still would dip into that. And now you'll be happy to know that I've gotten better at it. <laughs> I am a lot better at leaving it and it's building up a lot, a lot more. And, but now that I've seen that it's building up a lot more and I can see kind of, and I'm seeing that what I want to do is being achieved, I'm much more happy to let it continue. Um, and that's just kind of the difficulty of thinking short-term versus long-term and a lot of people struggle with that. So if you can master that, if you can master the ability to think longer term, but also act longer term and actually put money away, um, you will take a really, really big step into, you know, saving effectively and also efficiently. So that's the first thing I'd say is defeating present bias, you know, minimizing this idea of instant gratification and trying to think longer term. My second t- key takeaway is all about compound interest and it's basically the idea that compound interest is your best friend when it comes to saving because compound- compounding is one of the most powerful tools when it comes to saving and investing your money and it's basically the idea that your money, when you save money, you earn interest on it and compound interest is the interest on top of the interest and, you know, I touched on it earlier, within savings accounts, it's not very powerful. And I don't want to go into too much detail now because it's basically the idea that any return you make, you know, you earn a return on the return. Um, and that is more that is more kind of specifically focused on investing because obviously when you're investing your money, you're getting higher rates of return compared to the interest you earn in your savings account. So all I would say is the quicker you start saving and the quicker you start building up money, uh, in your savings account or in an investment account that you've saved for, the faster compounding will start working for you and you'll be able to start benefiting from it. Um, but I'm not going to go and talk about compounding in detail today because I've had a whole episode on it. So go check out episode through two. Yeah, episode two, I just had to remind myself, uh, where we talk about interest and the power of compounding and all of that. And it's really, really good. And I think if you listen to the episode, you'll really understand and you'll be able to see exactly why compounding is so powerful. But 
I think if you, you know, if you're quite kind of well-versed with personal finance, I think you might already know, understand why compounding is so good. So that's point number two. Point number three is, again, all about goals. So it's don't lose sight of your goals. Simply put, I personally think goals are the bread and butter of saving and more more generally personal finance in general. If you're saving for something, you know, that something is your goal. So if you're saving for a holiday, your goal is to go on holiday. If you need to build up an emergency fund and you're saving for that, that is your goal. Your emergency fund is your goal. I think you kind of get the picture. I think, I think we all know what goals are, but I just want to kind of reiterate that point. And one of the most important things with goals is balancing your short-term, medium-term and long-term goals. You know, it's really good to have, you know, big ambitious goals like saving for a house deposit or saving for a car or even just saving up for a holiday. For some people, you know, saving up a thousand pounds for a holiday is a big enough goal in itself. Um, and that's why I'd say like, don't, if you don't kind of, a big goal is whatever you want it to be. Don't, just because you hear people talking about house deposits and cars, that's what, you know, a long-term goal should be. A long-term goal can be whatever you want. A long-term goal could be, I don't know, to save up enough money to buy a cat. I'm looking at my cat right now and he's like, mm, you better not buy another one. Um, but you know what I mean? Like any, any, any savings goal can be different, but often it can be really difficult to plan and manage something that is, you know, five, 10 years in advance. So what I would say is when you're thinking about these goals, you know, start with a long-term goal. And I'm going to use a generic one, saving for a house deposit, because that's what a lot of people do. It's a big goal that everyone wants to achieve. That's a 10-year goal for me. You know, I don't imagine I'll be able to put a house deposit down for a long time. Um, but I can't comprehend how I'm going to save for 10 years because I don't know what's going to happen. There are so many variables that could change. You know, I could lose my job. I could get a promotion so that I could earn even more. Um, so what you need to do is break those that long-term, long-term goal down into, you know, medium-term goals. So perhaps a one-year goal. So if I've got the goal of saving, I don't know, £30,000 in 10 years, I can break that down and say, okay, well, that means I need to save £3,000 a year. Okay, how am I going to save £3,000 a year? Well, if I'm saving X amount per month, that's going to, you know, put me towards my target of £3,000. And, you know, just keep breaking those goals down into, into, you know, smaller goals and it'll become more manageable because a lot of the time, if we set really ambitious goals, we can often get quite overwhelmed by the idea of how we're going to achieve them. Just break it right down. Literally, you could even do it like you could break a 10-year goal down into week by week. If you really wanted to achieve that goal and had it have it kind of set in your mind, you could break it down into a week by week goal. And if you don't have any goals right now, then that's absolutely fine. You know, you don't have to have goals. Uh, but I would definitely say goals help you, especially when you're especially if you're trying to improve your personal finances. Having goals just gives you something to look forward to, gives you something to work towards. And I think most of the time you hear people saying, oh, my savings goal or my goal is to save X amount or my goal is to reduce my spending by Y amount, you know? And I think kind of that's just because it's a good way of, you know, prioritizing what you want to do. So that's really important. Don't lose sight of them and just always keep your goals in mind when you're going about kind of, if you're doing like a monthly budget or you're doing kind of your week to week spending, always just keep your goals in mind because if you lose sight of your goals, then there's not really much point in having them. And if you start kind of, if you don't align your personal finances to your goals, then arguably I would say you, there's no point using them. So that's key takeaway number three. Key takeaway number four is the idea that savings accounts are currently not the one for you. 
And I know I spent, you know, two episodes talking about savings accounts because they are important and everyone does need them. But with interest rates currently so low, your money is not earning, your money is not earning you anything. And traditionally, we put our money in savings accounts because the interest rate on them would basically earn us money. And, you know, there have been times when interest rates have been kind of four, five, six, seven, ten percent. And if you put that you know, that's a, a better return on a lot of kind of investments you'd make today. But given the current interest rates on most banks are like max 1%, um, you're really not earning that much money. So, and one of the things I also spoke about in the interest show is, you know, the idea of inflation. And currently inflation is really low because the nation hasn't been spending anything, but inflation is starting to increase. And what that means is when infl- when the rate of inflation is higher than the rate of interest you earn in your savings account, your money is actually losing value in real terms because the money you the money in your account today cannot buy the same amount it could in a year's time. Um, and for those who don't remember, inflation is basically the idea that um, it's basically the increase in the price of goods or the loss of purchasing power of your money. So basically, a good will, if say inflation is two percent. Um, a one pound baguette would increase from one pound to one pound two p every year's time. So the goods are increasing in price, but your money is not. And so essentially you can't buy as much. So again, I'm not going to go into investing too much, but currently I would say the best way to get a better return on your money is by putting it in an investment account or at least a stocks and shares ISA account. That way you can invest the money in your ISA and these are still say like these are still savings account. A stocks and shares ISA is still a savings account, but you have the ability to invest that money in, you know, shares, funds, ETFs, all these sorts of different investments that can earn a higher rate of return, which will hopefully beat inflation. Because especially over the long term, if you're saving for something, inflation is your worst enemy. So that's what I would say. If you are not keen on investing, that's absolutely fine. I completely get that. It is a scary world, but check out our next series where I will hopefully convince you guys that investing doesn't have to be scary, doesn't have to be complicated and is for everyone. So keep that in mind, especially if you have a fair bit of money saved away and it's not really doing anything um, because, you know, I want you guys to make money. I want, I don't want your money to lose value. And if you understand investing and you understand why people do it and if you get an education of it, I think you'll realize that actually it's, good thing to do and a beneficial thing to do so that's key takeaway number four is savings accounts are currently not the one for you key takeaway number five and something that i feel really passionately about is that we should all treat our savings as a fixed cost and you should save your money before you spend now this is probably one of the most effective and one of the best ways to save I honestly cannot stress how much of a difference this doing this can make and it's it's not only kind of the the kind of physical act doing but it's actually the psychological difference between your money being there and not being there is so important. So the idea of this is that when your money comes in to your account on payday you will have so much left over. So you know how much you can spend, you know, you basically know how much money is in your account. Um, traditionally what a lot of people do is at the end of the month they will save anything they have left over but it can be very difficult to not spend that money if you know it's in your account and then 
make and then make sure you have enough left over so this whole idea and actually we introduced it in one of my guests actually introduced it into the last show, in our last series is the idea that once your payday comes in you whatever you're trying to save for that month you take it out of your account straight away so on the first day after payday the amount you've saved and you want to save for that month is already gone it's effectively already saved and you send it to an account that you know you don't look at or you can't open you know regularly and the whole idea of this is that once that money is gone from your account you are much less likely to spend it because you it's because it's not there you check your account you know in three weeks time and you realize oh wait i haven't got that much money left i shouldn't spend it because i don't know about you guys if you saw that you had an extra 200 pounds you know in your account i'm sure a lot of us would probably be very inclined to, to spend it on you know whatever it might be on a night out or something but if your account is showing that you just simply don't have the money left over anymore, then you're much less likely to actually try and spend any more money. And that sounds really simple, but it's a psychological thing. You know, if you're on a night out and you check your account and, you're like, oh God, like I haven't got that much, you're not going to spend it. But if you check your bank account when you've still got, you know, 200 pounds left in it and you think, okay, I could just spend that anyway and you just go do it, then that, that money that you wanted to save is gone. And that means you haven't saved as much for this month. I think if you trust yourself and you're more disciplined, then this maybe might not be so much of a necessity and you kind of it might not be such an issue and you don't have to place as much importance on this. But if you're at the other end of the spectrum and, you know, like me, you struggle to save, this simple and, you know, easy tip is honestly like a life changer. And I've started doing it and it is so, so beneficial. And, you know, the, like logistically, the best way to do this is basically you set up a standing order, which within most bank accounts is just an automatic payment from your bank account to somewhere else. So it's kind of like a direct debit. So you make a, a standing order from one account, say your current account, where your income comes in to a savings account that you, you, know, you just don't touch. And you need to make sure that this money, you know, leaves quite quickly after payday. And that means you're not tempted to kind of you know, spend it. And this way, you know, once your money comes in, within the next few days, it's gone and it's in your savings account and it's saved away ready. And as I said, you know, it's, this is so good just because it's the whole idea of, and it takes away that, that kind of idea of instant gratification because the money simply isn't there. So you just can't spend it. So that's what I would say. And the key takeaway number five is treat your savings as a fixed cost and save your money before you spend. So... As you've hopefully realized, and the one main important thing I hope is that these kind of takeaways and hopefully most of the things we've spoken about over the last few weeks are not difficult to implement in our day-to-day -day lives. I think the most difficult one is probably the present bias one, um, simply because you know we never know how our brain is gonna behave and it's so complex, we often don't understand why we do things and that's why it's so difficult to manage because you one day could just think, oh, I feel like shit, let's just, you know, spend loads of money and make myself feel better. And often that's really difficult to battle and I know a lot of people struggle with that. Um, so that's why I think personally, that's one of the most difficult ones to do. But, you know, focusing on the more practical takeaways and the things we can do, saving doesn't have to be complicated and anyone can apply these, these simple things we've spoken about. But one more thing I would say before we finish the series and is to really remind you guys that saving can be and is whatever you want it to be. You know, you can save for this week, you can save for a day, you can save for a couple of months or whatever. It doesn't matter how long it is, but whatever I'd say is always focus on yourself and you, what you want to save. Ensure that what you're saving for is what you really want and it's for 
you know, what you want to achieve and not what you think society wants you to achieve, you know, and also be patient, be consistent and just stick to what you want. You know, one of the most difficult things about saving longer term is the fact that we want, we want it to happen now. You know, we want to reach these, these milestones now and we can't because, you know, we simply just, it's a long, it's a long-term goal. And that's often the trickiest thing is just remaining consistent with your saving and being patient and, you know, realizing that actually if I save this thing today, if I save this amount today, it's going to massively benefit me in the future. And, and also make saving enjoyable, you know, don't make it a chore. Like saving should be something you look forward to, you know, you should be setting a goal that you want to achieve and you get excited by, you know, you should be excited by the fact you're building up this money to achieve something, you know, to reach something you really want. And if you, if you view it in that way and you view it as, you know, an enjoyable thing, then again, it will make saving so much easier. Because if you think, oh, this is like, I have to save for this, you know, don't think like that. Think, I want to save this. I want to save for my holiday to go away with my, my friends or I want to save for a house deposit, you know? And if you change that kind of that kind of spin on it and make it a much more positive thing, I think your saving will massively benefit from it as well. So that's what I wanted to really leave you guys with. And that is it for series four. Um, mad. Series four, you know, nine episodes down. It is the 23rd of August I'm recording this. And to think that we started in... February now that is crazy and it's absolutely flown by but I just want to say thank you all so much for listening like it really it's really great to see that people are getting value from you know the episodes and they're you know even if you're not even listening to the whole thing if you only listen to five ten minutes of it it doesn't matter like if I the fact that you guys want to listen to it and you feel like you're getting value out of it makes me really happy and is the whole reason I do this and it's also nice to see that more and more people are you know engaging with the show and are you know again just getting value from it and learning because that's what I want to do I want to educate we want to help people we want to just improve the personal finance of young people um so that is it as again series four episode nine is a wrap and the next series so next week we are starting the investing series and i'm really really excited for this and i've I've always wanted to kind of do a show on investing because it's what i'm super super passionate about um but i think it was right that before we went into an investing series we covered you know arguably what is the most important part of saving and because you know, up to this point, when you, if you think about your timeline, when you, when you, to save, you have to, to save and to invest, you have to manage your income, you have to manage your outgoings, and then you can start thinking about saving and investing. But it was really important to go through those steps, um, almost like a timeline of what is, what you should focus on, you know, because without any income, you can't spend without kind of, without spending you can save but without any income you can't save and without any savings you can't invest and so this is what we are going to be looking at over the next few weeks and again i'm super excited because i've got loads of great guests coming on and we're going to cover loads of really interesting topics which i think will benefit you and it's not going to be those one of those classic kind of talk about really detailed things it again like every episode every episode and every series it is going to be a simple you know down to earth explanation helping you guys understand the most important concepts ideas and most important parts of investing in the investing world so again like i'm super excited for it i can't wait for you guys to kind of hear some of the episodes and i think you're really going to get some serious value from it so 
that is it from me for this week. That is it from the Serious About Saving series. And I hope you guys enjoyed. If you have any questions about anything we've spoken about, any criticism, any ways I can improve for the next series going forward, do get in touch, email us or get in touch on our Instagram page. And yeah, as always, guys, keep saving, keep spending, keep doing what you're doing. I will chat to you next week. Cheers. Cheers.